You're listening to the Engaged Club podcast, where we believe that engagement of members, staff, and managers is the key to a thriving club. Our aim is to help you become a better club manager by giving you practical, actionable club management and marketing advice. I'm Roger Kincaid. I'm the marketing director at Off Course Golf. We make member and customer engagement tools for club managers that make growth and prosperity their business. You can find out more about what we do at offcourse.golf. And I'm Jim Hope. I've been managing clubs and working in the hospitality business for nearly 40 years. I now proudly serve the members of the Derrick Golf and Winter Club in Edmonton, Alberta as their GM and COO. All right, Jim, I'm really excited to get more into the science of of club management. I think you've done a really good job unpacking the art and the fear that goes along with it. But the the science stuff, I think, is uh, that's mysterious to me. So I want to, you know, kind of go a bit deeper with you here. Yeah, well, let's have some fun with that, because, um, you know, we talked about the fact that every club manager, you know, needs to be a bit of a scientist. We we know the importance of being an artist, but uh, the 10 core competencies that are listed from CSCM and CMAA, um, I think I'd like to prioritize those for somebody listening in and wondering uh, which is the most important to which is the least. All right. Well, let's get to that list. Uh, this podcast is generously supported by the Canadian Society of Club Managers. Away we go, Jim. All right. So first off, let's list what the 10 are again, just so everybody understands what the 10 are that we're talking about. And we're talking about um, club governance, food and beverage management, accounting and financial management, human uh, and professional resources, leadership, uh, membership marketing. We're talking about uh, golf, sports, and recreation management, external government influences, facilities management, and interpersonal skills. So those are the 10 core competencies that they teach in order for you to be able to get your CCM designation with either CSCM or with CMAA. Okay, Roger, are you ready for number one? Yeah, so you're going to basically go from most important to least important, in, in your opinion. In my opinion. And there's, and, and I struggled with, you know, whether something was four or five or they, they should have been reversed. But I think you'll, I think you'll get a sense of the order. Uh, of, you'll get a sense of the importance, not only because of the order, but what, what I think is the, the most value that you bring to your club. All right. So this is going to be very controversial. You're going to want to send your emails to jimiswrong at engageclub.com. <laughs> and don't you be the first one to send it, Roger, okay? All right. So there's the 10. I'm not sure if you remember what they are, but I'll let you pick a guess of what you think was the first one that I picked. Oh, man. Uh, was it the last one you said, interpersonal skills? No, it wasn't. <laughs> All Close. Right. Tell me. You're in the top three. I'll just say that, okay? Okay. Um, number one for me was accounting. Um, you know, we we talked a lot about the need for a manager to be able to understand an income statement, understand a balance sheet, be able to have a conversation, you know, with their controller, uh, you know, with their, with their chef, with their food and beverage manager, with their golf professional, with their facilities guy, they need to be able to have those um, uh, informed and, um, you know, uh, in, in engaging conversations with them about, you know, the financial aspects of the club, because I think I've heard a couple of, uh, search firms say that managers lose their job, number one, because of accounting or the financial results that are happening at the club. And, you know, you, you won't always be held accountable for those financial results in the sense that sometimes there's outside influences that are driving those. But you better be able to understand how to address them from a financial sense, if you can, and be able to have intelligent conversations with your board. Because sure enough, on your board, you're going to have one or two CPAs 
uh, who do understand accounting and they want to know that the person that's in charge of their club, you know, has an understanding about uh, running capital projects and strategic planning and, you know, sort of what accounting principles and practices are. And you're going to do an audit every year. So you're going to have to deal with auditors as right. well. Jim, I don't want to get too into the details, too into the weeds here, because um, I, I know you've, you want to work through this list. But I, I just remember thinking back to a previous episode, how we talked about if you have a deficiency in one of these regards. So, for example, in accounting, if you maybe have a bit of a deficiency, uh, that it's kind of OK for you to surround yourself with somebody either in your administrative office or even on your board who can just sort of help you make sure that uh, that you're up to speed, that the, the, the you know, the P's and Q's are being watched. You bet. And, and and those people are also going to be probably the best teachers for you as well. And and as we've talked about before, uh, people like to help other people. So if you've got a couple of CPAs on your board or you've got a you know a really strong controller at the club, uh, they'll help you get better at what you do. And there's all sorts of classes that are available at your local community college or university and night programs to be able to take, you know, basic accounting courses too, if you want to do it that way. Yeah, I'm glad well. you said that, you know, so, Udemy or even YouTube will probably be able to help you with some stuff too. Yeah, you bet. And so I'm not suggesting that you need to be a CPA yourself, um, but you need to be able to understand how a financial statement works and understand the importance of a balance sheet. Um, so, you know, I think that's the number one um, uh, core competency that a, that a manager needs to have. And again, if you don't have it, surround yourself, as you said, with good people and then go learn about it if you can. Or well, not if you can, just go learn about it because you can. <laughs> What's number two? Number two is leadership. Um, so I, I think that, you know, if you're going to you're going to run a club and you're going to have a team of, you know, if you're a seasonal golf club, you may have a team of 17 or 18 full time people and, and you may be upwards over 100 uh, during season. And, and you better understand, uh, you know, have some team building skills and, and be a good coach and, and understand how to develop others and, and build relationships and, you know, diversity and, and conflict management, which is, you know, something that happens on a daily basis with, especially with the workforce that we have today. And, you know, understand strategic planning and delegation and, and be able to, you know, really help lead uh, the team, but also help develop your, your, your people to be great leaders as well. So I think, you know, the number two core competency that everyone needs to have is to be, is to be a good leader. There are lots of resources available to help you in that department. Um, I think to be a good leader, you need to be a good reader as well. And um, most of the good leaders I know are ferocious readers. Um, because they like learning and they realize it's a learning is a, is a lifelong event and they uh, want to get better at it all the time. So uh, I think leadership is the second core competency that a, that a great club manager needs. All right. Number three. Number three is interpersonal skills. All right. Yeah. You so know, I wasn't so, far off, Jim. <laughs> no, no. I say you're in the top three, which is pretty good when there's 10 all together, you know, um, and they list um, interpersonal skills as active listening you know, effective writing skills, conducting oral and written presentations. And, and it's really about communication, both communication, um, both verbal um, and written. And I think it's also about uh, your ability to be able to listen effectively, to listen authentically, and to be able to do something with that uh, information that you hear. Um, so I think, you know, if you're going to be good at this business, uh, you need to have great interpersonal skills, both with uh, the team that you work with, uh, you know, right down from you as a general manager to somebody who's working uh, in the back shop or working in the dish pit to your board of directors. And then, of course, with your members as well. 
So that's number three for me. That was that was actually a really good uh, pick, Raj, by the way. <laughs> well, I, I kind of know you. You know, I've seen you work the room, so I, I know it's yeah. probably near and dear to your heart. That might not be the number one on your list, but I think it's your favorite of the core competencies to practice. Oh, it's I, I try and do that every day for a couple of hours. I said to somebody today, they said, what's your day look like today? And I said, I'm going to have a lot of member engagement today. You know, I, I had a day I didn't feel like sitting at my desk. I didn't feel like writing any reports. I did, but I didn't really feel like it. Um, and I just wanted to be out and about sit, talking to people. So I spent some time on the first tee around the putting green, in the lounge five or six times, saying hi to folks, with, you know, through the locker rooms to say hi to people. And um, had a great day just engaging with my members. Um, so feel free to do that, by the way, uh, if you don't feel like sitting at your desk. Or if you do feel like sitting at your desk, still get out of your desk to go do that. Um, number four, Roger, here it is, one that we spend a lot of time talking about on this podcast. Begins with a G and has to do with your board of directors, and it's called governance, club governance. Um, and I, I have that as four because um, I, I tried to list the companies, in my mind at least, um, by what you have control over. Um, I have control over being, uh, uh, being understanding accounting. I have control over my leadership skills and how I interact with my team. I have control over those interpersonal skills and, um, you know, how I interact with my team, with my members, um, and how I present myself verbally and, and, and in writing. I don't often have a lot of control over my governance. Um, I may understand what good governance looks like, and I may understand the practices of good governance. I may understand the steps to implementing good governance. But if I don't have a board of nine that are, 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 are that want it, I'm not going to get it. It's just, it's not going to happen. So as much as I think as a, as a good GM, you need to understand um, what good governance looks like and you need to understand how to get there. You know, uh, you might have a fight getting there um, and, and may not be successful. So, um, you know, I listed the top three as things that you have complete control over. And number four, you need to have the knowledge of it so that if there if that if there's a crack in the door and you can kick it open and, and bring in good governance, right. you need to know how to be able to do that. Plus, mm -hmm. you can also bring people in to help you, right? So, um, and I think almost as we go further on down the list, I, I'm suggesting that the things that are least important are the things that you can bring outside resources in to be able to do for you. You don't need to have that as a core competency or all that knowledge. You can bring experts in to help you do stuff. So Right. And as you as you put it in a previous episode, uh, boards tend to listen to a briefcase that walks into a room that costs a lot of money, right? So yeah. <laughs> you, might, you, you oh. might be able to grease the wheels with some consulting. You bet. Great story. A lot of people on this podcast will know an agronomist with the USGA by the name of Larry Gilhuli, works the Pacific Northwest. Larry tells this story. He was the assistant superintendent at the Seattle Country Club, which is a great golf course in Seattle. And as the assistant, him and the superintendent were preaching to the board that they needed a new irrigation system. It's about a million bucks. Then the board said, no, nah, no, nah, you know, this one, you, you guys just make this work. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Larry left the C Seattle Country Club and went to the USGA came back as a consulting agronomist. And in his report, he said to the board, you guys need a new irrigation system. And they uh, allocated the funds the next year and installed it because the USGA said they needed one. <laughs> so yeah, wow. the outside briefcase story. And number five, and we'll do this in two parts if it's okay. We'll do the top five in part one and the uh, six to 10 in part two. And number five to me is food and beverage management. Um, uh, food and beverage, which is 
we talk a lot about uh, in the business uh, is, you know, probably something we spend 50% of our time on potentially at a, at a golf club. Uh, it brings in no revenue generally, no net revenue to the club. If anything, it creates a net loss at the club. Um, yet we spend 50% of our time on it. And so you better have an understanding about food and beverage. And that doesn't mean you got to go in the kitchen and cook. That's what you hire a great chef for. You don't have to go to the table and, and, and be able to open wine or, or, you know, serve dinner. That's what you have a food beverage manager for and you hire service staff to do and train them well and make sure they've got all the knowledge they need to succeed. But you better understand what food and beverage looks like so you can have an informed conversation with your chef and with your food and beverage manager and with your members who are all watching the Food Channel today, all get Bon Appetit magazine and all think that they're, you know, um, Aaron Franklin in the barbecue pit, right? So... <laughs> You know, that's the reality of where we are today. So you better um, have an understanding of food and beverage and trends and, you know, how catering operations work and, and have, you know, a passion or an understanding of what a good function looks like. And nutrition these days in F&B is important and wine programs are important. Um, you know, the training that's necessary, uh, you know, the new technologies that are out there that, you know, you may want to embrace some of, but you don't want to lose the personal touch in a club. So food and beverage to me is the uh, number five in the uh, list of the core competencies, the importance of the core competencies. All right. Well, that's a good first course, Jim. Uh, the, the top uh, uh, the top five of the 10 core competencies. And we're going to visit uh, six through 10 in the next episode of the Engage Club. We really hope this episode is a big help to you. If you know somebody else that could benefit from this episode, please share it. And let's grow together. Yeah, the archive of this podcast is available at engagedclub.com, where you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, join our Slack space for more discussion. And of course, we'd always like to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas, comments, anything you have to say via email at hello at engagedclub.com. Thanks for listening.